All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, and creator, founder of not only just a live TV, but also the Women Sporting Women Can Network and a few other things. If you'd like to know more, please uh, check out my website below. Um, today we're going to be talking about what happens when you prioritize yourself. Um, in doing that, we're going to be discussing the most amazing benefits that come when you prioritize self-care, self-love, and self-awareness. Today's episode has been sponsored by Empower Me Coaching. Open yourself up to the possibilities of growth and exploration and embrace the concept of expansion. By doing so, you can embark on a journey of personal development and enrich your life with new experiences, ultimately leading to a more fulfilling and meaningful existence. And you can do that with Empower Me Coaching through their offers, which you can find on their website or by joining their Facebook group. Links in the description. Go and check those out. Um, and I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker today, Erin Wood. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Erin Wood, um, founder and life coach with Empower Me Coaching. And I am here just to have a wonderful conversation with Melissa about how amazing things happen once I started prioritizing myself. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of people don't realize that. Um, so I am, I have woo, I have all of it. Um, and a lot of the times what people don't realize is that when you prioritize yourself, number one, it's not selfish. Number two, it's not woo. And a lot of people assume that self-care is when you do meditation or breathing or any mindful um, practices or exercises that it comes from, you know, spirituality or woo, when in reality, it really doesn't. It's energetics. It is, you know, scientific uh, based fact on how you can heal and and create a happier, healthier you by focusing on yourself. Um, what do we teach in schools now? How to fill each other's cups, how to um, make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and our emotions and all of those things. And, you know, I, as much as I might bash the school systems at times, um, they are teaching that. And I've noticed that with my younger two daughters and what they would teach in school about learning what your emotions are and how to identify them. And, and that was a really big one for me because emotions are a part of self-care. So, um, like I said, we're going to be talking about all about the benefits of self-care. So, Let's start with talking about what happens when we're not practicing self-care. And I know that you have some instances where you didn't practice self-care um, and, and you struggled with those. Yes, I um, I was really a little backstory is that I've been chronically sick since I was 16, considered disabled with all of my autoimmune health thing, um, problems. And I really struggled through life. Life was hard. All right. And um but God, you know, I met an amazing man. I got um, got married, but I also had four strokes about ten years ago when I was thirty three. Oh. And um, I, you know, life was hard, and I did not prioritize myself first. I was just waiting for something to happen and for me to get better using just regular medical, you know, interventions. And it wasn't until I realized that I needed to take control of my life and stop putting everybody else first. I am a people pleaser and I'm working on that. I'm a recovering people pleaser, maybe. But um, when I started taking care of myself, 
then I had the energy to take care of other people and do things, you know, do selfish things, selfless things for other people too. And it all started with loving myself first. Yeah. When, when you have the ability to put yourself first, you become a better version of yourself. You become a more holistic, a more true version of yourself where, you know, they talk about, you know, giving people from your cup when your cup's not full. We've had a lot of people on the show have said, don't give from your cup, give from the overflow of your cup. Always make sure that your cup is overflowing so that you can give from the saucer underneath catching it all. Um, and it, and it's so very true when you're not at your best, your family notices, your friends notice your, if you are a CEO or an entrepreneur, or even just your career, it, it's, it, it's felt in there when you're not at your best and you're not producing at your best, everybody around you kind of struggles with you. Yeah, definitely. I like that analogy with the couple. I always use it as a, um, um, analogy of a savings account with your bank account. You know, you want to take care of yourself and get that savings that, you know, that money reserve. So then you have something to spend in other people and don't go in to the, you know, and, you know, you don't, you know, go broke, you know, um, but you do. But how do you do that? Well, first of all, you know, loving yourself, respecting yourself, listening to the subtle signs or not so subtle signs like my body was not being subtle about I had migraines I had fatigue I had panic attacks I had anxiety I had depression and I would just not listen to those signs and one day I had enough and um and it really was triggered by me making a comment to my husband that I loved him more than myself and um, his reaction made me start to examine. And I set my New Year's resolution of, you know, how do I start taking care of myself and loving myself? And I found out that if you don't love yourself, how do you love other people the way they deserve? Mm -hmm. So loving myself was changing my diet. And adding the nutrients that my body needed. Stop relying on um, different medications. I mean, yes, medications are great and necessary in some instances, but proper nutrition made my brain work better than it did before my stroke. Um, and um, I started to exercise. Water aerobics became my best friend and I loved it. You know, and a side effect of all this was I lost 89 pounds. I did a couple of programs, but I cared enough about myself health to put um, myself first. And a side effect was losing 89 pounds. And you know what? I can move. Um, I can, I can do things. I can walk across the room. I can work or walk my dogs. I can do everything without pain. And I can think. And it's beautiful. Yep. Um, some other symptoms of what happens when you, you know, start focusing on yourself and prioritizing yourself is confidence. When you start prioritizing yourself and, and unconditionally loving yourself. And, and I've said this a hundred times and I'll say it again. 
unconditional love is loving yourself, but it's not, you don't have to like everything about yourself. You don't have to like, you know, if you're overweight, you don't have to like that. If you have stretch marks, you don't have to like that. I always use my own uh, examples, but um, your, your unconditional self-love is not about loving. It's about loving everything about you, regardless of whether you like it. Um, And then going further to that is, you know, when you do start practicing unconditional self-love, you're not so much worried about what everybody else thinks about you. You're not so much worried about, you know, what, you know, not what you look like when you leave the house, but again, what other people are going to think you look like. Obviously, we all want to look our best. So it's not going out in pajama pants or, (laughs) or braggy clothes. It's, you know, you don't have to be top of the nines to walk out of your house, but you're confident and comfortable. If you walk out of the house in sweatpants and a tank top, you walk out comfortable and knowing that, you know, you have that self-love. There's that confidence in there. And when you start to feel confident about who you are, what you look like, all of that, the rest kind of comes together naturally. You start wanting to eat healthy. You start wanting to be active. Um, I know that when I become active and I'm really confident and I'm I'm having a great time and I'm feeling good about myself, um, I tend to lose weight really quickly without even trying. And that goes hand in hand with that confidence and that self-love. It's It's like my whole existence wants me to look and act a certain way and it just all again comes together on its own yes that um confidence was amazing once I started believing myself and thought I was worthy I realized that you know what I have value to add to other people I was a mental health crisis counselor for a long time and that was really draining um and I questioned if I was adding value but I started believing in myself and it was it gave me the ability to launch my own business. Yes, and that's amazing. Um, you know, I like to look at um, everyone as whole and complete and perfect, just the way they are, flaws and everything. And there isn't anything to fix. There's just something maybe that you can add and maybe fill that gap. And that self-love or self-worth might be what you do, but, um, you know, filling that cup uh, and getting to know, like you mentioned before, the emotions, um, understanding what you're feeling, why you're feeling and owning it, own your actions, your, you know, and don't make excuses Own, you know, if you do something, you eat a piece of cake, two pieces of cake, own it, don't make it excuses, you know, take responsibility for everything you do, you know, inwardly and publicly. And um, don't make excuses. Um, that ownership and confidence with living your own life, Eve, and being proud of who you are and um, not trying to fix every little thing about you goes a long way. Yeah. Um... I have, I've created what I call the the smarter method and it's the foundation of creating a happy, healthy existence and it's security in who you are. Right. And with that comes the confidence, the self-love, the awareness of your emotions and your feelings. Um, And when you do that, everything else again, falls into place. I've talked to a lot of people on 
on this show. And uh, a recurring thing that I've heard is that, you know, it's not easy. And while it isn't always easy, and, and I think that the hardest part about trying to make these changes or trying to switch your habits or your comfort zone is, again, that comfort zone, right? You have societal expectations. You have, I, I did a diagram once of a, a box. So just a shadow box, right? And inside the shadow box is yourself. And it's everything that you believe about the world, everything you believe about yourself, um, and all the limitations that you have are are within that box or or are the box, I should say, are your limitations. And right outside that box are, are your, all your fears and your comfort zone, right? And so you tend not to go past the limits of that box because right. it triggers fear. It triggers um, your comfort zone gets triggered where you're like, oh, this doesn't feel comfortable or safe. And so you retreat back into that box. But when you look outside that box, let's say the sides of that box are all glass and you're seeing everybody else running around, loving their life, feeling confident, doing the things that you want to do or wish you could do, um, living without those, those expectations or limitations. And I always like to say that glass box is what we put ourselves in. We allow other people to decide what's in that glass box. We allow ourselves to say, oh, I can't go out of this glass box because it's not safe or comfortable. And life is what's happening outside of that box, right? Your experiences, your your progress, your self-love is embracing what's outside of that box. And I'm going to tell you all of those people that you see outside of the, that glass box that are loving their lives and living their lives and not living with the limitations, they have their own glass box. You just don't see it. Yeah. You know what else is outside of that glass box? In that unknown is a possibility, the endless possibility of anything and everything you can ever dream. And they're all within your reach with that confidence and belief in yourself and stepping out of that comfort zone into the unknown on you can live the life of your dreams. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just have to take that deep breath and push yourself out because, you know, um, it's your protection of yourself that's keeping you in that, that glass box. And um, yeah, you know, once you embrace the fact that um, it's okay to be uncomfortable, life shouldn't be all comfortable because it limits yourself and you don't want to be limited and comfortable. You want to be free to be uncomfortable and explore and have new things happen and take some risks. I'm not talking about scary, you know, stupid risks, but exciting risks to get out of your comfort zone and try new things. Things go the way, travel the fork that's less traveled, um, um, start a business, uh, you know, put yourself first, stand up for yourself. Uh, someone, you know, uh, uh, maybe not please everybody, you know, uh, someone's making you feel bad, stand up for yourself and assert that, you know, 
you don't have to listen to it, that you can, you have enough respect for yourself that other people will start to respect yourself or you you too. Um, and we've all, we've all experienced that. We've all experienced not wanting to get out of our comfort zone or not wanting to um, upgrade our way of thinking so that we can move out of that comfort zone. And I don't know if any of you have ever watched uh, animated movies. I have two younger daughters. So of course uh, I have four children raged, you know, eight to 21. And in the eight to 21, I've been watching cartoons since I was young. <laughs> so I've had many years of cartoons, but one cartoon is, is sticking out for me and that's Sing. And at the, you know, close to the end of Sing, um, you have, um, what is her name? Melina. Is it Melina? Anyway, um, you have one of the, the characters in Sing the Elephant. And at the end, she's about to go on stage. And he says to her, she says, I'm terrified. I can't do it. I can't go out. She has massive stage fright. Um, she's, she's afraid of many things. She has massive anxiety and he says, take my hand. And he's this little koala. So just imagine this big elephant, this little koala. And he said, remember what I told you, you may be afraid now, but once you start singing, your fears will go away. And life is like that. It's once you try something, the fear starts to dissipate because you realize it's not as scary as you thought it was, or it's not going to hurt you, or there is possibility in that. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's easy to get caught up in that fear. We do it all the time. I do it all the time where, you know, my husband's like, oh, try driving this quad. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. I'll just watch for now. Um, I remember doing that many years ago. And that's what I keep going back to is, you know, not taking those steps, not, putting myself out there. I never wanted to be the center of attention. I don't like photos, videos, or listening to my own voice. And I started a talk show. So, you know, I put myself out of my comfort zone and I said, this, this means more to me. And one of the things I wanted to mention about selfishness, and I don't think a lot of people realize what selfish actually means. Being selfish is not putting yourself first. Being selfish is when you do something, say something, or act a certain way, and you don't care who gets hurt or who gets trampled on in your goal. That's, that's selfish. When you don't care about anybody else's feelings but your own, and you intentionally or unintentionally hurt people because you just don't care. That is selfish. When you are putting yourself first, that is not selfishness. And a lot of people think that it is. It's really not. Putting yourself first is saying, I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this to hurt anybody else. I'm not doing this to put, you know, being, being, taking care of yourself first is priority. You should be your number one priority. Because nobody else is going to make you their number one priority. You have to be your own number one priority because from the day you're born to the day you die, you are your own constant. Everybody else will come and go. And 
you can't wait for those people to say, oh, you know, you need to take a break or you need to do this. You know, how many times do we go to work and we have scheduled breaks? If you work a nine to five, you have a schedule, you have two scheduled breaks plus that, that lunch hour or half hour. Mm-hmm. And if you are overwhelmed, exhausted, tired, if you've got a migraine, there's anxiety to ask and say, hey, I need to go and lie down or hey, I need a five minute break out of my schedule because I'm overwhelmed and I'm I'm having a really hard time focusing. I need that break. Are, are people going to walk up to you as your boss, unless you are screaming and crying on the floor or having a panic, full-blown panic attack, <clears throat> normally your boss won't come up to you and say, hey, I think you need to take a few minutes, right? Unless you're causing a disturbance because your job is to work for them. As a mother, you feel your job is to work for your children. As a wife, you feel your job is to work for your partner. And we have all of these responsibilities and all of these roles piling on top of ourselves. And we love them. I absolutely love being a wife and a mother. But I've taught my kids, I come first. If I don't want to get up to make you a sandwich, you can make your own sandwich. I don't need to do that for you right now. You can do that on your own. Um, My eight-year-old is learning that lesson. She's finally come to an age where you know, I have been teaching her things and she's now capable of doing more things. And she's the princess. So of course she's gotten away with, with uh, not having to do these things, but it's teaching her, you have to be respectful of my time and my needs and still make sure that your needs are met. So if you can make yourself a bowl of cereal in the morning, or if you can make yourself a sandwich, um, it goes a long way. I'm a, a busy entrepreneur. And in less than a month or in 30 days, my kids are done school for two months (laughs) and they're going to be here 24-7. And in that 24-7, they have to know mom's going to be working. I I, I don't get to take this or I'm choosing not to take the summer off. And that means I still have to work. I'm still going to be in meetings. I'm still going to be doing lives and shows and, you know, getting things done for my well-being and in the long run their well-being and they have to respect and honor that and make sure that they're taken care of during that time it's not selfish I have to prioritize me if I'm going 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 I'm in a burnout and then we don't get to go on summer vacation we don't get to go to the cabin we don't get to have beach days you know if I'm not getting stuff done because they're always in my ear and I'm not having time to for me then it's it's selfish to not do that. Yes. And that's such a great lesson to learn is putting yourself first, taking care of yourself. So then other people benefit, Mm -hmm. but it also, you know, one thing that I was also lacking self-love was trust in myself. Mm -hmm. I did not trust that I can take care of myself. that I did not trust that if something happened out there and my husband wasn't there, that I could get myself out alive unscathed it, because I didn't believe in myself. And, you know, and that's a lesson that you need to learn is that, yes, mom is busy, but I have all these wonderful tools at my hand and this, 
this ability because I love myself. I can problem solve and I can take care of myself no matter what happens. And that's a lesson that you need to know. That's something innately that you need to know and believe because it gives you freedom. It gives you personal power. It gives you the ability to go with the flow of life and keep yourself safe without being afraid. Yep. Absolutely. So is there anything you'd really like to share about, you know, prioritizing yourself from your own story, from, um, from your perspective that maybe you think we've missed? I know we only have about five minutes left in the show, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I figured I'd give you a chance to share whatever you'd like to share. Sure. You know, just some like tips of like what I did, you know, I started studying and learning about everything self-love. I call myself a personal development junkie. I started practicing gratitude, um, um, being thankful of everything about me, about the, you know, the world, the small, ordinary things. And I took it a step and I was specific. You know, I liked, you know, I liked the fact um, of, you know, the beautiful sunset because of how it made me feel and it made me feel peace and connected to the divine. And, you know, I started, asking for help. I didn't have to do it all alone. I got over myself help. And when I needed it, I asked for help, whether it was from a family member, my husband, or the divine. I mean, I started journaling and paying attention to my thoughts and my feelings and identified my triggers, identified why I overate, why I ran and hid, you know, um, you know, there's just so many little things that you can do you know, once, you know, and, you know, that morning routine, I think that the morning routine, taking that time in the morning to do a little bit of, you know, me time, and read, and learn, practice gratitude, journal, meditate when I, you know, I don't meditate every day, but I like to center myself help and connect but there are all these little tricks because some people think that self-care is just getting a massage. Yes, getting a massage is a form of self-care. But, you know, but you need to do so much more and you need to do something constantly. Hey, every day, a couple times a day, take that time to yourself multiple times a day, just for a moment to center yourself and breathe. Yeah. And self-care is really anything that brings you happiness. It's anything that brings you calm and peace. Um, our go-to is happy all the time, right? Um, you have the the toxic positivity movement that came came in like a whirlwind. And it's great. I, I'm not saying that positivity isn't great. It absolutely is. But that's not our, when you're relaxed, when you are centered, when you are grounded, and when you are calm, that is your natural state is calm. Your natural state is this in between where you're not crazy happy, you're not crazy sad, you are just in between and you're calm with the world, right? There are things that bring you super joy that make you really happy and that provide you with the gratitude and and embracing the moment. And then there's things that are going to bring you down and make you sad and unhappy because that is a part of life. Um, if you have animals, losing an animal, right? There, You can't 
avoid it. It's, it's a part of that process. And so we learn when you learn how to maneuver through those ups and downs, when you learn what brings you back into the moment, into center where you can say, okay, and you can release and express those emotions when you can learn to control those emotions, like the rock star method, then you know, you can start to process and you can start to focus on things that bring you that self-care and that self-love. And really the number one thing I teach my own clients at the very beginning, first, first session is what makes you happy? What brings you happiness? What brings you peace and calm? Find that because that's going to be your saving grace. Um, And so that's, that's my biggest one. Yeah, definitely. And when you have those, uh, a pet dying, something that goes wrong, a bump in the road or something, look for the gifts and opportunities, the doors that it opens. And, and maybe you'll find a little joy because of it, that little bit of peace of mind. Absolutely. All right. Well, I want to say thank you so much, Erin, for joining me today. This has been, I, I love this episode. Well, thank you. It was very um, fun to get to chat with you and um, talk about self-love and filling our cup. Yep. So you have Empower Me Coaching, who happens Mm -hmm. to be our sponsor today. So what do you have going on or what would you like to encourage people to join you with? I know you have a new Facebook group that you that you are encouraging people to join. So there's that. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention for people? To- yes, I would love people to, um, a brand new group. I want people to um, help empower each other and share their stories of growth, um, how that, you know, how, um, how they're doing. And um, um, I encourage right now, I just offer one-on-one coaching as I develop group coaching and other packages. And if you're interested, you know, uh, you can check out my website and come, you know, set up a discovery call, you know, and see what kind of possibilities that are out there for you. Absolutely. And Aaron's links are in the description of this episode. So absolutely go and take a look, check her out, uh, join our Facebook group and make sure that you connect if you have any questions or if you want to learn even just Aaron's, uh, you know, full story and how she was able to reconnect to her self-purpose and self-love. So go and check that out. Um, all right. So I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. This is the episode's end. Um, If you would like to be a guest speaker, blogger, sponsor, or if you would like to see a topic featured on the show, please reach out to us and get involved. You can find us at justalivetv.com or across all of the social platforms by either Googling, giving you something to talk about, or just alive. So go and check that out. Check us out. If you would like to message me directly, my website, my main website is linked in the description. All right. Again, thank you so much, Erin, for joining me today. I've really appreciated your time. Thanks. Me too. You have a fabulous day. All right. To all of you, I hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending when or where you're watching. I'm Melissa Kretschler, and I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye.